good? Welcome to the Post Off Podcast presented by Maliway. It's your boy Malik. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so we got uh we got a good weekend of basketball. You know, this Saturday, Sunday. I think on Saturday we had the Celtics playing the uh the Houston Rockets. That was a big game. We had Paul Pierce in the building with uh Kendrick Perkins. Um this game was on ESPN. It was a big game, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a potential finals preview. I mean, the Celtics, to me, you know, they got one of the greatest home court advantage. Their fans are a little crazy. You know, they're, they're, sometimes they push the boundaries, but, um, you know, they're there for their team. And um, Celtics, you know, Jason Tatum's been ascending. You know, he everybody's been talking about him, you know, getting to the superstar point now. Uh, obviously, he's uh, he's been killing it, you know, against the Lakers. LeBron gave him mad respect. Um, Jason Tatum's a guy, you know, I have him on my fantasy team. He's a guy that I've always, um, I've always liked. He's a wing. He's pretty much what, um, what direction the NBA is going towards now. He's he's a wing. I believe he's about you know six seven six eight in height. Um, you know he got handles. He can shoot. Um, you know he had a lot of one on one training with Kobe Bryant. All he really needed is the confidence. You know the the, the keys to the team. And uh, I think he's realizing that he's one of the best the best players on the team now. And uh, he's ascending. He's ascending. So the game against the, the, the Rockets was, you know, he, he didn't start off too well. But um, it was an exciting game, you know, came down to the last shot. Jason Tatum purposely missed the free throw, you know, passed it to uh, Jalen Brown, who's another ascending player. He hit the three, they tied it. But at the end of the day, you know, Houston Rockets, you know, they showed their, uh, uh, I guess, you know, their veteran tricks, for lack of better words. <laughs> Russell uh, Westbrook had 41 points, um, and he pretty much took over in overtime, you know, and beat the Celtics. But it was a great experience for them. Um, you know, the Raptors are going to have a tough time with the Celtics if, if, if we do face them in the playoffs. So I uh, can't wait to see that. Um, obviously, the Raptors, you know, game 60 of the season. Raptors played um, on this uh, Sunday evening. Um, the Raptors were in Denver, you know, the Maha City high altitude so everybody always knows that it's tough to play in denver especially if you're not from there if you're not used to the uh the thin air um you know you get tired pretty quickly and the raptors are down a couple bodies too um we don't have ibaka we don't have gasol we don't have van fleet so um it's a small rotation and uh, they got to make sure they come in nice um yeah but before i actually get to the raptors <laughs> shout out to uh this guy that I just, you know, learned about, um, Shake Milton. I don't know if you guys saw earlier, um, the Clippers were playing the Philadelphia 76ers and, uh, the Sixers, obviously, you know, they had some bad news. Joel Embiid, um, was out for, you know, maybe about one to two weeks. Um, their other star player, Ben Simmons, he's out indefinitely. So basically the Sixers are down, you know, both of their all-star players. And uh, they had to find ways to kind of compensate, right? Um, we know they have Tobias Harris. But um, this guy, apparently this phenom, you know, Shake Milton. I don't know if he was on a roster early in the year. But um, apparently he's been killing it in the G League. And, uh, you know, he filled in. Yet, you know, my boy had like about 35 points against the Clippers. I was shocked. I didn't really know who that boy was. But, you know, that's what happens when you give guys opportunities. It's the, uh, you know, it's the Raptors model. That's how you go. You go through your farm system, you know, try to, you know, 
try to build up some of the younger guys. And, you know, it's next man up when uh, when somebody goes down and when they're they're out there showing, uh, you know, showcasing their skills. Sometimes you'll um, you'll find a diamond in the middle of the rough. So, um, yeah, Malik Shake Milton, you know, shout outs to this guy. He came through, dropped 35 points on a, on a big game versus the Clippers. And, uh, you know, let's see what happens with that. A lot of times, you know, when you're an unknown player, there's no real scouting report, right? So guys aren't really preparing for you. So we'll see if you can maintain that level of consistency. But, um, yeah, back to the uh, today's game for the, for the Toronto Raptors. So the Toronto Raptors were in Denver. Um, unfortunately, they lost. The Toronto Raptors lost 133-118 to um, in a game that I don't think they ever led. Um, it was pretty close. Uh, at some point, they cut it to, to you know to within five points a bunch of different times, but the Raptors, um, you know, they didn't really have it offensively, and um, that's what pretty much killed it for them. But um, yeah, let's talk about what happened in this game. So first of all, my boy, our boy, Jamal Murray out of Kitchener, Ontario. Jamal Murray plays for the uh, Denver Nuggets, and uh, you know. He's um, he's approaching a high level of play. Everybody was kind of like on him last year for his level of uh, inconsistency, but um, he's a scorer. He plays the point guard position, um, so I guess what he needed to improve on was his playmaking. So this year he's showing that he can play make, but he's also playing with uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, and uh, the Joker. You know he he racks up a lot of assists. So I can understand why it's tough for Jamal Murray to kind of, you know, playmake when you have another great playmaker, even though he's a center. But um, yeah, he showed out. He showed out. At some point, he was five for five from three. I think in the first, like maybe eight minutes of the game, Jamal Murray was just raining threes on the Raptors. And um, as much as I hated to see that, I'm proud for, uh, you know, proud to see Jamal Murray do that because obviously he's Canadian. Um, You know, he committed to play on the uh, Canadian Olympic team. So hopefully we could see him do that for us. But, um, yeah, Jamal Murray was just killing us in the beginning and throughout the game. You know, raining threes, playmaking, um, you know, pick and rolling with uh, with Jokic and then finding the open man. Um, Gary Harris hit us with a couple threes. There was another guy, Craig. I don't really know him, but, you know, apparently he shoots about 30% from three normally. But um, he's been raining. You know, he was making his open shots. So, um yeah, the Denver Nuggets, you know, they pretty much killed us on the three tonight. Um, if we look at their, uh, pretty much their stats, Jamal Murray was six for 10 from three, 60%. That's great. Excellent. Gary Harris was three from three from three. Um, Jeremy Grant, that was a surprise, two from uh, two for four. He's, you know, a guy that you typically want to shoot threes, but he was making them, right? And um, yeah, they even had, you know, Michael Porter Jr., you know, the high school phenom who got drafted by Denver. You know, he obviously had um, a severe back issue or severe back surgery. Um, he probably, you know, he fell. He did fall in the draft because of that issue. Um, so Denver was the right team for him, I guess, because they didn't really need him right away. So they pretty much drafted somebody with a high potential and stashed him for a year, um, helped him rehab. So he showed up. He showed up, played 19 minutes, you know, four for eight, 50 percent from the field. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen much of Michael Porter Jr., but I want to see what this guy could do. But um, on the Toronto side, the big story, 
everybody was complaining about, obviously, how Pascal Siakam played. So clearly, Pascal Siakam struggled. Um, he played 39 minutes. He had 16 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. But um, if you look at his percentages, you know, he shot terribly. He shot 6 for 21. Um, that's, you know, 28%. And uh, 1 for 7 from 3. So Siakam, I think he's just going through, um, you know, he's going through a phase where, you know, teams are kind of figuring out his game. Um, you know, his moves are, you know, being, um, I guess, pointed out in the scouting reports. Um, and like I said, for if you're, you know, a basketball fan, if you watch a lot of basketball, um, me personally, I know that Siakam, you know, in terms of shooting, pure shooting, He's not there yet. You know, he's not a consistent threat. And um, I think teams are figuring out that if you, you know, put a physical, you know, power forward or a physical center on Siakam and uh, somebody who can keep up with his speed, um, all you got to do is give him some space. Because what I noticed was that Siakam starts off the game every time he's open from three, he'll just take it. Um, so he starts the game a lot by taking a lot of threes, three, four threes in the first quarter. And that's not something I, you know, I want to see from Siakam because, you know, he's he's improving on his corner threes, but, you know, he's still not there in terms of shooting from the perimeter. So when he takes these threes, a lot of times they're bricks and then, you know, that starts off the game bad and then, you know, it shakes his confidence. And then, you know, when that happens, when he starts bad, he um, he starts, you know, forcing his shots. Um, obviously, everybody's on Siakam because he signed a new um, a new deal um, you know, next year he's going to get that huge raise. Everybody expected him to, you know, to fill in the scoring, uh, obviously since Kawhi left, everybody expects Siakam to be the number one option, the superstar on the team. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Siakam last year was most improved player. So if you think about it, if you're a most improved player, it means that the year before you were probably not a big contributor on the team. So he made a huge leap, which is great. But we can't expect him to, you know, make another huge leap. Obviously, you know, it would be great. It would be a great story. He made the all-star team. But um, if you think about it, Siakam wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't highly touted. Or sorry, highly touted out of high school or, you know, out of college. You know, obviously he was drafted, you know, late first round. I think he was the 27th pick. So if you think about it, he's not a guy that's used to, to carrying a franchise or, you know, used to being the best player on the team. Um, I'm not sure, you know, on how many, you know, organized or professional team he played for before. But um, if he was drafted 27th, it means that he was kind of, um, you know, kind of a sleeper. He wasn't a guy that, you know, obviously was highly, highly touted or highly scouted. So um, I think people just got to, you know, leverage their expectation with Pascal because, you know, it would be great if he makes another jump. But at the same time, you know, we got to be happy with what we have with Pascal Siakam. When I talk to people about Siakam, I try to let them know that Siakam at this point, he's already exceeded our expectation. Um, he would be, he proved last year that he would be a great um, second option. He would be a great, um, I guess, you know, Robin for lack of a better word. But um, if you expect Siakam to just lead you or, you know, you know, take that, you know, those difficult shots and make, you know, make the difficult shots on a consistent basis and at the same time give you the same effort on defense. I think that's a little too early to, to expect that. Um, I'm hoping, you know, obviously I'm hoping he gets to that point, 
but I wouldn't be mad if that's his ceiling right now. His ceiling is, you know, averaging 22 to 23 points a game, um, you know, hustling on the floor and, um, yeah, pretty much, you know, playing great defense. He's, um, he's a guy that obviously, you know, he made his name based off being that type of player, the hustle player, the guy that runs down the court, um, rebounds, blocks, and, um, you know, gets a lot of easy baskets. But now we're asking him to pretty much um, ISO, you know, do some isolation play. And I'm seeing that he's, he's struggling with that, especially not at teams, you know, kind of know what your your favorite moves are. He's struggling with that a little bit. And um, it could be, you know, the coaching staff could be, could be you know, partly to blame here. Because I think, um, obviously, Nick Nurse was a huge part of uh, Siakam's development. So Siakam is Nick Nurse's guy. I think Nick Nurse likes to see him, you know, be aggressive and, um, you know, take the charge. But at the end of the day, it has to be in you. You know, as a as a superstar player, as a number one option, you have to want to do this um, on your own. And um, I think Siakam sometimes will force it to try to get the score or to try to get the, um, I guess, the points that he thinks are expected of him. And, you know, when he's trying to do that, it hurts the team. And at the same time, in close games, when we need him to kind of take charge, let's say there's, you know, one minute left, tie game, you know, the, the, other, the other team is pretty much, you know, scheming to not, you know, let Siakam score. In those pressure type situations, when we need him to kind of take the ball and uh, create something for us, sometimes I'll see that, you know, he'll shy away. You know, Lowry will have the ball, Siakam will be in the corner, and, um, he's, you know, he's not going to be demanding for it. So, you know, some people could say that's coaching, but sometimes, you know, I question whether that's coaching because in the first, you know, first quarter, second quarter, you'll see him sometimes wave off guys, right? Like um, even in this game, OG Ananobi was playing great. Um, at some point he was posted up. He was asking for the ball. Siakam told him to just get out the way. And then OG, you know, made some room. And then Siakam tried to force the shot and then just, you know, lost the ball out of bounds. So again, um, you know, if you're, if you're going to be a superstar player, um, I want to see that level of confidence in the fourth quarter. That's where I want to see it. And, um, it's okay. Like if, 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 you know, if that's not who he is, that's fine. He proved that he's a great secondary option. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Masai, Jerry, Bobby Webster and the general managers, they're seeing, you know, they're watching closely and they know that, um, you know, based on what we're seeing, they're going to have to make some move next year. But um, yeah, again, I don't want to bash Siakam too much because like I said, let's say, you know, that's, you know, he reached his ceiling, which, you know, it could be likely, it could be very likely that he reached his ceiling. Um, then, you know, I'm not going to be mad. Like um, he, he, you know, did better than what we expected. And at this point, I think people just are putting unreasonable expectation. But um, yeah, and it's, you know, partly it's because people are comparing him to his class, right? The people that got paid, you know, they're in his class. So there's him, there's Jason Tatum, there's Buddy Heald, there's um, uh, Ben Simmons. And it makes sense. You look at these guys, you're like, Yo, you know, these guys are, are putting in work. Um, and Siakam is putting in work as well. But again, some of these guys were highly touted. Uh, some of these guys, you know, these guys were, you know, offensively at least. They were always refined. Um, they're guys that, you know, they've been the best player on their team, probably wherever they were. They've been playing basketball in the States, you know, since they were kids. Um, 
and yeah, so they can the transition for these guys, you know, to be, um, I guess, a twenty point scorer all the time, or to find ways to to score. You know, when guys are taking away your main moves, the transition for these guys is a lot easier because being offensively gifted, that's in their gene. But Siakam, that's not how he came up. He came up being a hustle player. He came up, you know, doing the dirty work. And um, obviously, he made some huge strides. And he deserves a contract, in my opinion. But I think, you know, the fan base, we just need to chill. And um, let's not anoint him uh, to be a Kawhi Leonard. You know, let's try to, you know, let him develop. But, um, yeah. So, basically, the Raptors pretty much, um, you know, Siakam, you know, had a tough time in this game. And I was also questioning what Nick Nurse was doing, you know, putting, you know, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson at the center position. I know that, you know, Ibaka and Gasol were not playing, but um, I don't know why he can't play Siakam at the five. You know, Siakam could play, could pretty much guard uh, Jokic. I don't, personally, I didn't feel the need to double team Jokic that much because Jokic gets a lot of, you know, great assists. As soon as a guy comes up, he'll, you know, dash it to the other side of the court, find somebody who's wide open at the three. And um, to me, I don't like giving guys that much respect before you actually show what you can do one-on-one. So I've, I felt like if Siakam was guarding Jokic, Jokic would have had problems scoring on Siakam. But, you know, I'm not the coach. Nick Nurse, <laughs> we're going to trust that Nick Nurse knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, Lowry had a pretty, you know, bad night as well. He shot four for 14 from the field, two for 10 from three. Um, obviously he was doing all the other good stuff, you know, taking charges, um, you know, facilitating, providing assists, but, um, he had a tough night shooting and, um, that's normal. You know, Lowry is, you know, 32 years old. He's getting up there in age. He's going to need a, you know, a couple of days of rest. If you think about it, you know, Ibaka and Gasol, they've been getting a lot of rest and, uh, Lowry's the engine of this team. So, you know, at some point we're going to have to give this guy some rest. Um, Van Fleet, obviously we'll need Van Fleet to come back, but, um, that's the nature of the beast. And, um, yeah, the big story for tonight was obviously OG Ananobi. I don't know if you guys saw, but he played 39 minutes. OG was getting steals like they were cheap. He had seven steals this game. Um, he was disrupting the pick and roll, you know, obviously Jokic, there's a couple of times Jokic was frustrated. Um, OG kept stealing the ball and then... <laughs> you know, back-to-back dunks, and at some point, he even had to do a little reverse dunk, because <laughs> it looked way too similar, steal the ball, dunk, steal the ball, dunk, so, um, yeah, he was playing pretty dope, he shot 75% from the field, three for six from three, and, um, OG, I don't know, OB did his thing, um, he really didn't have any help tonight, everybody was missing shots, if OG had another, you know, if somebody else on the team was, you know, providing consistency, they probably could have won this game, but, who knows? Um, Norman Powell, second game after, you know, being back from his injury. He actually played the most minutes. He played 40 minutes. Norman Powell, you know, he's showing that he's, uh, you know, he's starting to be one of our more uh, reliable guy on offense. Um, even though, you know, it was an average night, he still had 24 points on 9 for 17 shooting um, and 1 for 6 from 3. So, um yeah, the Raptors just got beat by a better team tonight. Obviously, um, they're starting a road trip, um, a West Coast road trip, that is. So they're going to, you know, they were in Denver tonight. They're going to be um, in Phoenix tomorrow. 
um, Golden State on Thursday, and then they're playing um, the Sacramento Kings, I think, on Sunday. Um, and then a quick trip to you know to Utah, which is another back to back on Monday, and then they'll be back home um, you know Saturday, March fourteenth. So um, yeah, it's gonna be a tough road trip. Hopefully, some of the guys get back. We're gonna need you know we're gonna need Gasol. Uh, all not likely, but we're gonna need Ibaka. We're gonna need Van Fleet. Some of these, hopefully, some of these guys come back. Um, yeah. So um, I guess the last thing I'm gonna touch on is people were kind of complaining, obviously, that Matt Thomas is not getting any minutes. Um, Matt Thomas, you know, obviously he's a great three-point shooter for us, but I guess my argument against that would be that the Raptors, you know, we're small enough as it is. We got Lowry sometimes, we have, um, Van Fleet. There's a reason some of these guys, you know, sometimes, you know, the Raptors make some of these guys look better than they are, but, um, there's a reason why some of these guys, you know, are undrafted or, um, you know, get passed on or, you know, weren't playing on any NBA teams last year. Um, you know, size does matter. Um, I know that it's easy to say that, yeah, you know, he's, you could, you know, his three point percentage would make up for it. But, um, you know, in a game like this against Denver, especially when we didn't have any centers, um, if you're going to play a Matt Thomas, you know, we're going to get destroyed. We already got destroyed on the boards, but it's going to make it even worse. But Hey, that's something for, uh, you know, our coach to figure out, but yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, obviously, you know, I'm going to have to give out a game ball. Um, that's a pretty easy pick. You know, if we have to give a game ball, we, you know, we'll give it to OG Ananobi, obviously. Um, OG Ananobi played like a beast. Again, I don't think I read his stat line. 32.7 rebounds, three assists, seven steals. He, he killed it. Um, you know, OG Ananobi did his thing. Obviously, you know, a lot of guys weren't playing today. So, um, he took it upon himself to, to obviously compensate. And, uh, yeah, you did a good job. You did a good job. But, yeah, guys, um, I'm going to cut it there. Um, you know, you guys could, you know, make sure you leave a like on this video. I would appreciate that. If you have any comments, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll hit you back up. And, um, yeah, you can hit me up at Malleyway27 Twitter, Malleyway27 on Instagram. Um, obviously, we can continue that uh, that conversation offline. And uh, yeah, aside from that, thanks for tuning in and uh, take care of yourself. Peace.